Well, hello, Matt Williamson here. I didn't plan on coming, giving you guys an extra podcast this week, but as I was traveling from the owners' meetings in Arizona to home, the Steelers signed Keanu Neal and Fahoko, the big nose tackle. Um, just wanted to give you a quick response on both. Maybe I'll be wrong on this, but I think, not the new philosophy, but I do think the team philosophy right now is they're not going to invest in strong safeties slash nose tackles heavily at all. You know, I think they're going to spend money on edge, first round picks on corner, uh, you know, Minka, obviously, big D lineman like a Brise or, a, you know, Cam, of course. So I think these are positions that they will be cutting corners on, you know, strong safety, nose. And that's not uncommon at all around the league. I mean, uh, you don't need the Casey Hampton anymore. If you have depth there and your D tackles, you know, your, your Haywards and Ogan Jobies can do more, you know, interior work. I think you're fine there. So let's stop with, start with Fahoko. Is one thing you're noticing is they're getting a lot of highly energetic, charismatic type of guys, especially these big dudes. And he certainly qualifies. I think he will bring an energy to the locker room, um, a toughness. He's not very productive. I mean, his stat line is minimal, to say the least. And hes I think he's going to battle with Adams probably for one roster spot. I don't know that 100%, but I just get that feeling that one or the other will end up on the team, not both. Maybe the other ends up on a practice squad, or if they don't draft a guy they like or bring back Wormley, possibly they both make it, you know, or maybe you keep seven. But it's hard to get both those guys reps. And I would say they're probably close to equal players. I guess Fahoko has probably does what he does a little bit better than Adams. Um, these aren't inspired signings, folks. I mean, these are bottom of the roster guys that are happy to have a job right now and should make the team, not 100% slam dunk guaranteed you make the team. So don't, you know, don't look at these signings and be like, wow, that's a game changer. Now, these are these roster filler type dudes. Like if you go back for my article last Wednesday, I talked about all the the filler that needs put in on the defense. Well, these guys are that kind of filler. And good ones. I mean, they're, they've played quality snaps. They have some track record. Um, they can be trusted. They've been around the block. You know, as, as Coach Tomlin says, they've been in stadiums before. So they're not game changers, but especially for Hoko. Well, neither is, to be honest with you. But they are useful and will play snaps and, you know, have value that way. So let's take a quick break and we'll take it to a bigger segment on Keon and Neil. Keanu Neal, he is a former first-round pick, sort of a safety linebacker hybrid type, ran in the low four sixes coming out of school, around 220. I'm curious what he weighs now, and I don't even care about his, uh, you know, height, weight, speed stuff from, you know, when he came out of school. That was a while ago. But there is pedigree there, and people that I was with told me that the Steelers really liked him coming out of school as well. And I like that approach. You know, just keep an eye on dudes you liked, see where their career path goes, 
bring them in at a massive, massive, massive discount and go from there. Now, I think everyone's going to tell you he's your Edmonds replacement and he's a step down. Yeah, that would be true. Not that Edmonds was a superstar, but Neil's had some good moments. I think he's your Marcus Allen replacement. I think he's your strong safety linebacker, special teamer replacement. Like Allen to me was the 53rd guy on the roster, <laughs> to be very honest with you. I mean, I, I couldn't believe he still had a job. If Neil is now an upgrade from that, and instead of that, he's your 44th best player on the roster. Well, I think that's how you look at this thing. He's, he signed a two-year deal. Um, I'm sure, I haven't seen the exact details, but I'm sure they can get out of it after one, as this regime has done so well with all those contracts. He runs well, sees things well, but he's just he's not a great player. Um, he'll be in the box more often than not. Sometimes he'll line up down on the line of scrimmage. He can blitz. He does have slot capabilities, but against bigger, slower tight end types. You know, I mean, more like an Edmonds slot capability. And I would say Edmonds is probably a little more talented at this point, a little bit more accomplished at this point. So I guess he's somewhere between Edmonds and Allen, you know, and neither of these moves, as I mentioned with Fajoko, get in your way at all, frankly, to draft another D-tackle probably not a nose or another safety. And I'm really warming up to the round, the mid-round safeties in this class. And my hunch is by the style of their moves, they are as well. You know, I, I think they're done. I don't think they're looking for an Edmonds replacement. I think you use those top three picks on premium positions, corner, tackle, D-tackle, things of that nature. And in either the third round, fourth round, fifth round, maybe in that neighborhood, if you trade down, you go get one of these type of dudes. You know, and here's some names I think you should know as the mid-round safeties that I'm warming up to. Some are maybe a late second, some are maybe a fifth, but, you know, in that neighborhood of not premium, premium picks. Jordan Battle from Alabama. Uh, Jair Brown, he's going to go a little higher. Penn State. Sidney Brown from Illinois. Ronnie Hickman. Brandon Joseph, Jartavis Martin, J.L. Skinner is a huge, almost like a Cam Chancellor type, would fit that mold really well. Christopher Smith from Georgia is smaller, but he's big-time leader, smart, not a great tester. Um, so there's a lot of those names, and I'm probably even missing a few, to be very honest with you, of mid-round safeties that would immediately be a special teamer. They'd be on contract for four years. Some of them are strong. Some of them are slots. I don't really even care at this point, to be honest with you. And they would learn from Minka. KZ is going to play a ton. So both these moves make a lot of sense. And as usual, set them up to make moves in the draft, You know, take things a step further in the draft. And I think they're quality moves at minimal, minimal cost. So that's what you're getting out of these two. I mean, they're not world beaters, but I thought they were worth addressing and what the next moves are after these signings. All right. Thanks so much. Over and out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.